0: Blog Talk Radio All aboard! <laughs> I? 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 Welcome, Welcome to NTMMA Radio Welcome to NTMMA Radio Everybody. Welcome to another episode of NCMMA Radio. This is your host, Tyson Roush. You can follow the show on Twitter, NCMMA underscore radio, and also check out our new website, www.ncmmaradio.net. On this show, we have a very special guest. It's Corey Anderson, who is coming off a huge win on USC 196. So we'll bring him on now. Corey, this is Tyson. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good. Uh,
1: I'm doing good, Tyson. How about yourself? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Congratulations on a a big victory on Saturday. Thank you. Much obliged. I needed that.
0: (laughs) So, Corby, before we even get started, what was it like fighting on that card? There was so much hype, you know, with the main events, a lot of media attention. What was it like just being in that whole atmosphere?
1: Man, it was crazy. I mean, from security to the fans to the crowds of, like, staff and the different fighters and the entourage, it was just... Ridiculous, like, never in my life have I been on a fight car where they had to have metal detectors to get into the building for the fighters. Like, when we got off the the bus, they had metal detectors waiting at the back door of MGM for all of us to get in. It was crazy. did did
0: Did you feel any pressure to perform better with all the hype, all the hoopla or anything?
1: Nah, none of that bothers me. You can't worry about all the fans and all the people. It's always going to be fans there at that level. So, I mean, whether it's a small show or a big show, it's always somebody watching. People expecting something. Your boss wants you to show up. It's just another day at work. So you don't let any of that stuff get to you.
0: Yeah, no, it, I hear you. That was, it was It was just like even watching it, you could see the crowd was into it from the first fight. You know, it's just it had to be a wild atmosphere. And they took on Tom Lawler, which is a fight you guys both worked out through social media, which was cool. And the first round came out, you guys came out your guns blazing. It seemed like you got a couple good shots on you. Were you rock at all in the first round, or how'd that first
1: round go for you? It's uh, first round was definitely a, kind of dropped the ball on that one. In my head, I thought I had lost that one. Mark Henry had told me in the corner, it could be 1-1, one one, or 1, it could be one zero 0 or 0-1, whichever one. Um, but like I said, in my head, it was set that I had lost. So I had to go out there and perform the next two rounds. I had to show up. There was no more room for mistakes. Uh, I just kind of got, not really lazy, but timid and waited too long, I guess you can say. You know how they say you're out there feeling the person out. I was trying to figure out if he was coming or going. Was he going to come forward or was he going to bag up this fight? So I was trying to figure out which way I should be setting my feet. Should I be bouncing, getting ready to hop back? Or should I be bouncing, like moving forward slowly, ready to put on the brakes? And before I could decide, he just blazed forward. it. Like, 20 seconds into the fight, he just caught me sitting flat-footed, I guess you can say. Yeah, it seemed like he had a couple a couple big right hooks. Were you surprised by his
0: power or anything about his early strategy other than that?
1: No, I wasn't surprised by his power at all. Like, I knew for sure he was going to have power. The fact that he knocked Gian out, I don't think Gian had ever been knocked out before. Um, he had, what, like two or three other knockouts in his career in the UFC. So I knew he had power in his hands. That was probably, like, the biggest worry going into it, that and his slick guillotine if I had a bad shot. So I knew if I made a mistake, I could get caught on one of those hooks if I dropped a hand. I didn't expect him to come forward and catch me with a hook. So that did surprise me there.
0: And then the one thing you notice, like, after, like, you guys exchanged and he kind of hit with that, that big shot, you recovered pretty well, though, with your great movement, things like that. And the one thing that I, I was really impressed by was your right kicks. And we see you work a lot with Frankie Perez on that and with Coach Henry. Is that something you're trying to develop more as just, as one of your weapons?
1: Yeah, I'm definitely trying to develop that more of a weapon. You know, I want to be more of a mixed martial artist. I want to put everything together instead of just worrying about my hands and takedowns. I want to put it all together from hands, takedowns, and kicks. And uh, we knew that that inside leg kick would be there because he sat so flat-footed. And I uh, studied the film on him versus Gian. So Gian used that a lot to keep the distance, like kicking our leg off underneath him. So that was definitely a big thing that we worked on this camp with um, Perez and Coach Hinder.
0: Yeah, it, it's definitely working for you, because you could see every time you got it off, you, you kept him honest, you made him move back, it kind of threw him completely off. Then you go in the second round, it seemed like you started to kind of take over as the fight progressed. It seemed like, you know, you definitely started, you know, your movement was a lot better, your striking, things like that. How did you feel going into the second round and as that round evolved?
1: I mean, I felt great. Like I said, after that first clipping, I felt good all around. I mean, it took me a second to get my bearings back together, but starting over fresh in the second round and sitting down with the coaches, like he said, you're all right, you're good, let's go. Come on, it's your turn now. Go ahead and do what you do. From there, it was just like, all right, now I know I got to keep moving. I know how he's going to fight. If I do what I do and just keep moving like I have been doing this camp, there's no way he can beat me from here on out. I don't have to worry about getting caught. I'll be at distance. I don't have to worry about him taking me down because I'll be moving too much so he can't catch me sitting still. So, I mean, that's just what it was. Once I got up off the bench and just started bouncing, I knew if I just bounce like this the whole time, it's going to be hard for this guy to beat me. So I was completely confident from there on out. All I knew was going to the third or – like if I didn't get a takedown there, I would have to get at least a take one takedown by the third, as long as I don't let him take me down.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of I think you know everybody watching on TV is kind of saying like the, the first round was kind of weren't sure, the second round was yours. So in the going into the third round, what were your coaches telling you? Were they telling you listen, consider it a one-one fight, or were you, how are you approaching it going into the third?
1: They just telling me he's, he's dying down, he's dying down. Now it's not your turn to do what you do. And like Mark Perry told me in the locker room, the further this fight goes, the further you're going to go. Meaning, like, the further this fight goes at your pace, people can't keep up at your pace. So if you drag it to the third, we can just take over in third. If it's close, you just go out there in third and you take over. Like I'm just saying, he's tired, he's tired. You're doing well now, you're doing well. You're doing good on the inside leg kick. Let's keep going the inside leg kick. That right hand is going to be there. And make sure we're moving and staying in distance. And keep your hands up. Just keep doing what you're doing. You're doing fine. You're at this pace. You can get him. And the takedown will be there. And after, I remember asking him, like, you want me to go for a takedown? And Mark came said, if it's there, don't go back. You got to go forward. You keep going back before you take your shot. So he's stuffing it. Go forward the whole time. And that's just what it was like. I was bouncing back, but at the same time my weight was always shifted forward. So if I had to switch to the shot, all I had to do was level change and drive my feet. And it worked like Mark said it would. Yeah,
0: no doubt. I mean, if anybody follows you on social media, which is, <laughs> Corey a underscore MMA. It's all about your cardio, your conditioning. We always see you working out and doing all those things. And in the third round, you could see it paid off. I mean, you could, like you said, your movement, you were clearly were you were in shape, you were ready. And you, you really, he really couldn't answer that. So, you know, the judges, it goes to the judges and, you know, personally, I thought you won. I didn't think of any question about it. The results, you, you get the win then the fans start booing. So how, how was that for you? Was it kind of like anticlimactic where you got a big win for yourself, but the, the fans were booing.
1: Like, How would you feel about all that? It didn't bother me any. I got the win. and That's all that matters. All that matters is what I got and what I did, or me and my team. Not in a selfish way, but all that matters is what we feel. We feel we deserve to win. We felt we won. I mean, fans are going to think what they're going to think. Um, what the fans eat don't make me crap, you know? So whatever they think ain't, doesn't have any effect on me. So if they wanted to boo, that's their right. It's freedom of speech. They want to do what they want to do. And tonight, night, I got the victory. I got my hand raised. And I don't even think Tom could question it because he didn't – when they denounced it, he didn't have that look on his face like, are you serious? His coaches didn't jump up and say, are you serious? It was kind of like they clapped. And they knew, like, it was – at the end, I kind of came back. So there was no questions asked in the cage. There was no reason to be upset about it or let the fans get to you. Fans would be fans. So – they don't know what it's like to get into the cage, and half of them will never know because they're too scared getting there to take a punch. So they can sit back and boo all they want. Yeah, and, you know, I kind of I kind of felt
0: a little bit. Cause like like it's a hard, you know, hard-fought victory, and if anything, it could have maybe the first round could have been disputed, but I think it was pretty obvious that you won. So it seemed kind of unfortunate that fans were like that. Now, going, you know, coming out of that fight, it's like another big win for you. It's three in a row. You mentioned that you kind of won a top-ten guy. You mentioned some guys. Is there anybody you have your eye on going forward
1: now? <clears throat> um, it was when I got back to Lagrama. I, I kind of looked at my phone to see what who got, what guys have fights coming up, and it made perfect sense to me. A good fight would have been uh the winner of Rashad Evans versus Shog- uh, Rashad Evans and Shogun Rua. They was fighting in a few weeks or whatever. And I, was like, oh, I think that would be a good one, a winner of that. That would be a good day. It was like seven and eight or six and seven rank. No, seven and eight. I'm ranked 12, not too far of a jump up if I fall one of them. I feel like that would be a good test. And then um, Shogun got hurt, I guess, so he had to pull out, and now it's Glover, Chexera, and Rashad Evans. I mean, either way, I would still like the winner of either one of those, but they might say Glover is too high of a jump, so they might not make that one. So, no, I would say um, somebody like Jimmy, Manuel, well, OSP, a brawler again, like I said in my other interviews. I've been tested with a southpaw now. I fought a wrestler. I fought a boxer. I fought a former kickboxer. I mean, I was trying to fight somebody my height and my reach. Well, Jan was my height and my reach, but he was more of a technical kickboxer with good jujitsu. If I fight a brawler now, my height and my reach, that it kind of, that it'd be like a final test for me, you know, going through all the different types of fighters in my division.
0: No, and they all sound like great matchups, man. I think one that fans would all definitely want to watch. Now, after you look at your tape from this fight, is there anything that you look to work on as, you, as you're as training? Is there certain things that stick out to you? Like, you know what, I want to work more on this, or you just keep working on your, your entire game?
1: I want to work on my entire game every day. Uh, one thing I would say I've noticed is keep i got to keep my hands a little higher. But other than that, everything needs to be worked on. There was nothing perfect, and there will never be anything perfect. I can have the best performance of my life. And I will always have something I can work on. You're never satisfied with any performance or anything I do. There's always room for improvement and to get better. So the biggest thing from this fight would be keeping my hands up higher. I felt like my ground game, like keeping my top positions, jiu wise was well. Transitioning a half guard when Coach called it was well. Um, moving my feet and the kick was well. Nah, it's just keeping the hands higher. and Oh, and I guess I could say counting, slipping and counting a little better.
0: Awesome. Well, Corey, before we let you go, get a
1: message for all your
0: fans out there, all the students at NC MMA.
1: Um, I wanna give a shout out to all my teammates at NC MMA and Ricardo Almeida, Henzo Gracie affiliates back in New Jersey, everybody that was there to help and support me, took my class, motivated me to keep doing my thing and helped me train. And then I wanna give a shout out and a huge thanks to all my fans and supporters that's there to encourage me, supported me after the win. Um, supported me when we lost and still on the train. Um, just as you know, it's not over. we got a long way to go, and we're only going to get better. The best of Corey Anderson is yet to come. So uh, keep following the page, at Corey A., underscore MMA, Periscopes, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and uh, keep following this the ride with me. Let's take the ride together all the way to the top. Well, Corey,
0: you know, once again, thank you for your time and congratulations on another great victory. I mean, it's, it's fun—a lot of fun to watch you fight, man. And we look forward to your next one.
1: All right, Tyson. Thanks for having me again. Thank you for all your support and encouraging words as well. No problem, man. Corey, have a good day, man. Thank you. You too. Later.
0: All right, everybody. That was Corey Anderson, off—you of, know—fresh off a huge win at UFC 196, and like we talked about, you know, he won the fight. There was supposedly some controversy about the decision, but. My eyes, it was at least two rounds to one. He won the fight, beat the first round. It's up to you, but he won the fight, and I don't. I don't get the whole booing of a fighter afterwards. It's kind of classless. I mean, like he said, a lot of these got the, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears go into this, and the boo a fighter after a victory kind of seems classless and foolish. So, whatever. I guess that's that's your that's your nature. So be it. But you should probably think twice before doing that. Uh, so once again, we want to thank Corey Anderson for his time. We appreciate it. Follow our website uh, www.ncmmaradio.net. Also on Twitter, NCMMA underscore radio. We appreciate the files, we appreciate the listens, and we'll talk to you guys again next time.
1: When Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt and pain Made damn sure the pilot washed his hands